Welcome to Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs. I'm your host, Victoria Warfall. In today's episode, and I'm sure it's going to be the first of many, we're going to discuss access issues. Now, for many teams, this is bound to happen sooner or later. So I'm going to share with you some of my stories and then what to do about it whenever it happens to you. So one of my first episodes whenever we moved to Florida was at a local Walmart. And I was in there with, uh, it was my Siberian Husky service dog, Boo, and her and I are shopping and we had somebody follow us around the entire time. Uh, an employee, not just a normal person, but employee. And then they got somebody else and they were both following us around. And then the one person left and they got another person and just treated us like we were criminals in the store. Uh, My dog was an adult dog. She had been there before. She had been out and done a lot uh, beforehand. It's not like she was a puppy and they thought she was super cute. Um, And they also asked me numerous questions uh, about, are you sure she's a service dog? I don't think she's a service dog. I think you're faking. I don't think she's really a service dog. So when I got home, I looked up emails and I emailed that store manager and I emailed corporate and I never heard anything back. Maybe just a, you know, I'm sorry for your experience, but it's really weird because a couple years later, I got a desperate phone call from somebody who was trying to track me down. Apparently, a lot of people had issues with different Walmarts, so someone had brought a case suit against Walmart for service dog discrimination, and we ended up with a cash settlement because of it. Now, this isn't anything that I thought was going to happen. You never want to assume that you're going to be getting a cash settlement uh, from a service dog complaint case like this, uh, because I've seen way too many times, sue them, sue them. Um, But it was a nice ending for that story. Uh, The next, one of the next times I remember was a restaurant up in D.C. Now, we were up there for our dog training conference. This was actually the first one we had gone to for IACP, which is the International Association of Canine Professionals. And I had Arrow with us. And so we were going, um, my husband and I and our dog and a couple friends and Arrow, we were walking around looking for a place to have dinner. And we stopped at this cute Italian place, and they said, no, no service dogs. And we left. Why did I leave? Why didn't I stand up for for service dogs and service dog rights and responsibilities? I was tired. It had been a long day, and I just wanted to get food in me, and I didn't want to deal with it right now. So we went, and we found another place, and they were very welcoming. And I felt bad about that because it's going to make the next team that goes that much more difficult. But, you know, you can't fight the battle for everybody. And uh, if you guys have heard the Spoonie analogy, um, Spoonie is you only have so many spoons to get you through the day. You make it, you know, a stick analogy or anything else. You only have so many energy bars to get you through the day. And it takes so much just to function. It takes so much to maybe cook dinner or go to the store or walk your dog. And at the end of the day, you need to have at least a spoon left. Um, if not, you know, you're crashing early. So, um, that day I was crashing early. I was done. Now we had another experience, uh, at a restaurant in Gainesville. It was a Mexican restaurant and we went with a A dog that we had in for service dog training. Now, it was not a typical service dog breed. It was a little Shih Tzu mix. 
and super cute, but I did not have any vests that could fit him being that small. And the vests from his owners hadn't arrived yet. She had special ordered them and they took longer than expected. So we did not have a vest for the dog, but a dog does not need to have a vest on legally. So we go into the Mexican restaurant. The dog walked in on her own accord, his own accord. We sat down, we got the menus, and then we found out we had some friends who were going to be joining us. And the table couldn't seat that many. So we asked if we could be moved to a different table because we had some friends coming and we needed enough for, I think, like six people instead of three people. And so they got us up. They walked us, you know, across the area to the front and they're like, that's it. No, you're not allowed to be in here. Why aren't we allowed to be in here? Oh, because I don't think that's really a service dog. So he calls his manager and he's speaking in Spanish because it is a Mexican restaurant to the manager. And uh, luckily one of the people with us also spoke Spanish. So she was interpreting for us. And it was basically him saying, nope, they haven't done anything wrong. I just don't think the dog's a service dog and I don't want them here. We left, we called the police department. Well, I think it was the sheriff's department because of where it was located. And we waited around for an hour for the police to arrive, for the sheriff to arrive and they never arrived. And so we went to another Mexican restaurant a few blocks away. They were fantastic. Uh, the police finally arrived. So we gave a recorded statement to them. They did not want to come and meet us. They did not want anything to do with it. They didn't know what to do with it. So that was a very upsetting situation that because the dog wasn't labeled as a service dog, the dog was rejected. So we always do want to have on there service dog, service dog in training somewhere. Um, but credible assurances, there's actually, we're going to talk about that in a second, what you can and can't ask. Um, and that should have been enough. The dog was beautiful, you know, under the table and down right away. The dog was a superstar, but we never ate at that Mexican restaurant again. Um, and then another incident actually happened at Disney and we had got to Epcot and this was before I had a disability, disability placard from my car. So we had parked way back and we took the tram up and then we had to take the tram back to the parking. And we're in line for the tram, and the manager of that area came over, and he said, you can't go on the tram with that dog. And I looked at him, and I said, oh, yes, I can. I came up on the tram, and I'm exiting in the tram. And he says, no, we don't allow that. You can't be in there. So I, well, I'll tell you what I did in a second. Um, he finally said, next one that comes, I'll clear off the whole tram car for you and I think there's maybe what eight rows in a tram car so it's just you guys and that's what we can do so that's what he did we waited for the next tram to come we're the only people on our you know little car area and we trammed back now I had my phone with me I did record him um, as he was saying this whenever we're on the tram well, whenever we were still waiting, actually, I was looking up the contact number for Disney, for consumer, for disability stuff, and I ended up emailing and calling Disney, and they got back to me immediately, and they said they are so sorry that that is not what is allowed, and that um, he will be undergoing more training on how to properly deal with people who have service dogs and with the service dogs themselves. So those are just four 
the Walmart, the restaurant in DC, the Mexican restaurant, and the Epcot tram um, that we've had. And I know there's going to be more if I think about them. Um, you know, and that's from the gatekeepers. That's from the people who work there. Um, you know, we've also had very rude comments from just, you know, like normal people who were there. Um, but that's not even what I'm going to cover in this podcast episode. So what do you do when it's going down? Because it's very nerve wracking. It's very upsetting to be in one of these access um, issue situations and you don't know what to do. And you can yell maybe, or you can get upset. Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is keep your cool. Do not yell or get upset. You know what's worse than somebody yelling at you is you yelling back. You know what will make people look and be amazed is whenever somebody's yelling at you and you are the calm one, the voice of reason. Not saying I do this a lot, but I want to. That's my goal. So we also keep the Florida statute, because we do live in Florida, as a short key on my phone. So I have an iPhone on a Safari. One of them's, you know, put this on your you know, your normal screen. So I'll do that. And I'll put the link on the show notes um, for this one, the link to the Florida statutes. Uh, and I recommend everybody does that. Everybody should have their state's um, statutes as a short key. So all they have to do is push that and it'll come up. Same with the ADA um, question stuff. That should be another short key on your phone. So you push it and it comes up so you can show people if they need it. So keep your cool don't yell or get upset pull up that short key and show them try to educate if you can and pull out your phone and start recording you can even tell them i'm recording you now Um, find out if you have a one consent or a two consent state but know that if it's out in public you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy um you i'm also not a lawyer i'm a dog trainer So pull out your phone and start recording. Ask the person who is denying you access to clarify. So you're saying that we can't enter because I have a service dog? Or why can't I come in? Why won't you seat me? Uh, I also don't stay where I'm not wanted. Um, I don't want them to sabotage our food at the restaurant. So, you know, yeah, we'll serve you. Well, it's going to take forever. We're going to not season or over season or spit in your food. You know, we're going to short sheets your your um, bed sheets. We're not going to, you know, clean up your room at the hotel. You know, we're going to make sure we put noisy people on every side of you. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with where I'm not want- welcome or not wanted. Um, also... You want to call the police or the sheriff, cite them the statute that the company is breaking or the cops won't come. You want that police report that the company is denying you to go with your video. Okay. And that's a big one. You have to tell them the statute because what happens is in their cop cars, they have a list of things on that they can go and respond to. And you can claim, you know, like, I'm going to go do this one, I'm going to go do this one. And if you are familiar with it, if you're going to give them the information that it's this statute and they don't have to go and look it up, that's going to get them there faster. You know, if they have experience with service dogs or if they like dogs, it might get them there faster. But if you're helping do their work for them by telling them these are the, this is the statute that the company is breaking, cops will like you even more for it. You also want to contact the manager, the owner, and the corporation, explain what happened, your recording, the police report, and the laws. 
Now, if you're comfortable and capable of doing so, you can also offer to educate the company in proper service dog law. And depending on how the higher ups handle the situation, you know what? Take it to social media, take it to the news outlets, for sure. Now, in situations where it's not apparent that the dog is a service animal, a business may ask only two questions. Now, this is not everybody at the business. This is the gatekeeper. So basically, at Walmart, it would be the Walmart greeter. Once you get in, you shouldn't have employees who are harassing you constantly. It gets annoying. But the two questions are, number one, is the animal required because of a disability? Yes or no? And two, what work or task has the animal been trained to perform? Now, I'm going to read that one again. What work or task has the animal been trained to perform? Okay. That's not, is he a trained service dog? Yes. It's not, has he been trained to do tasks? No. Or yes. It is, what work or task has the animal been trained to perform? Mobility? Brace work, counterbalance, um, diabetic alert. Well, maybe I don't want them to know I'm diabetic. So then it would be um, medical alert and response. There's different ways that you can answer the question without giving away your medical history to complete strangers. And guess what? No other inquiries about your disability or the dog are permitted. Businesses cannot require proof of certification or medical documentation as a condition for entry. And that, guys, actually comes, I believe it's page 28 in our service dog book, um, Service Dog Laws, Information Every Handler Should Know. And we actually got that from the ADA update, a primer for small business. And again, is the animal required because of a disability? And what work or task has the animal been trained to perform? So if they start questioning you and giving you the, the third degree, just tell them. There's only two questions that you can ask me. Is the animal required because of a disability? And answer, answer truthfully and honestly. And two, what work or task has the animal been trained to perform? Now, we covered all that. What to do? Keep your cool. Don't yell. Don't get upset. Whip out the Florida or the, your state statute if you don't live in Florida. Uh, pull out your phone and start recording. Make sure the person who's denying you clarifies on camera what it is he's denying you and why, if you can get that. Um, don't stay where you're not welcome. I mean, that's up to you. I don't stay where I'm not welcome. But I will call the police and cite them the statute that the company is breaking. Contact the manager, the owner, the corporation. Explain what happened. They're recording the police report and the laws. If you're comfortable doing so, I always offer to educate the company in proper service dog law. If you are not comfortable, you have them contact me or have me contact them, and I am more than happy to do so. And take it to social media or news outlets if you need to. That shouldn't be your first goal, but if you need to go there, do it. People need to know these things, and you need to stand up for yourself and for your dog and for service dogs everywhere. So thank you for tuning into this episode of Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs. Again, I'm Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and our website is dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number 9, dot com. And we have our exclusive Service Dog Training Program, where we work with owner trainers, helping them get their dog ready to be their service dog. Everything from choosing a candidate, to evaluations, to basic advanced and off-leash training, public access training, service dog skills, service dog tasks, marker training, and more. 
our Facebook community is called How to Train Your Service Dog Group. We hope that you find us there and join us. See ya!